Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to let go of your fears and limiting beliefs? Ready to live in the moment? Ready to live a positive life by creating new habits? You're in the right place. Join us every week at the Reinvent Yourself to Greatness with Sahar show to learn how to create the happy life you always wanted and deserve now. Hello, hello, hello. This is your host, Sahar Andretti, and it's, as usual, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And I'm delighted, as usual, to share this time with you on every Wednesday. Uh, Before we go into our episode today, that is about three tips to practice positive thinking leading to success, or actually it's my trademark technique on how to live into positive thinking or how to shift negative thinking into positive thinking, I want to remind you that our call-in number is 215-383-3736. Our guest call-in number is 215-383-3736. That being said, you can also email us at info at reinventyourselftogreatness.com or our website is www.reinventyourselftogreatness.com. Thank you for being here today and for listening to my podcast. Before we get going, as usual, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions to see if this episode is made for you. So do you doubt yourself at every step in whatever you do? Do you feel sometimes that you're not good enough or maybe not smart enough or maybe not even strong enough to take the next steps? Do you stay in negative situations as a bad job or a toxic relationship because you believe that the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't know? Do you always look for answers outside of yourself rather than inside of yourself? Let me tell you, believe it or not, all the answers that we seek are inside of us. It's, it, it's a matter of how to get them out. Do you hear that little voice inside of your head that tries to guide you, but you ignore it? And I'm going to tell you something funny that happened yesterday. Um, I was speaking at a big conference yesterday, a national conference yesterday, and um, one of the organizers came and told me, do you want to buy some raffle tickets? And and the first thing that my mind went to is like, why would you even bother? You never win anything. So I shifted that negative thing. I said, you know what? Yes, actually, I would buy some. And I bought some. And for, they had a way where they have the gifts on table. It was a lot of them, like 45 ruffles, right, big boxes of, of prizes. And you had to put your ticket into these little bags in front of them. So with every single one that I put in a bag, I'm like, I'm winning one of those. I'm winning one of those. Guess what? Today I got a call that I actually won a prize. And even my husband asked me, so what did you win? Hopefully it's something big. And I'm like, I don't really care. What I care about is that I thought positive that I'm going to win. And I put it out in the universe that I'm going to win. And I did win. And this was the first time in my life I ever won a ruffle. Guess what? Because it was the first time I went in not thinking, oh, I never win anything. A mind shift, a simple, conscious mind shift. Because, of course, the first thing that came to my mind was my limiting belief is like, you never win anything because you don't win. You're not worthy. And the minute I shifted that and challenged it, I did win. So I just wanted to share that with you. 
So if any of these questions apply to you, then um, this episode is for you. We all have the instant to succeed because we all have a light inside of us that can not only lighten our path but others as well. Yet we remain complacent or stand still in our place because, as usual, we fear to fail or we fear to being ridiculed or embarrassed or losing what we have though we might not have even much. We stay in our comfort zone knowing that it never worked for us. Though we know that insanity is trying the same old things over and over again, expecting different results. And obviously the results do not change. We become more unhappy and even more shy to try new things as our brain constantly reminds us of the failures just to protect us so we believe it and it becomes part of who we are, fearful. So let's talk a little bit about something more positive and my own technique to overcome negative thinking so we can understand the root of why we think that way we have better chances to shift our mindsets and achieve success. Right? First woman preneurista, my dear women preneurs. So let's start talking about how to do that shift of mindset. As you know, my last podcast was about overcoming negative thinking. So if you haven't listened to it, go back. It's, it's the one right before this one. It was 10 ways on how to overcome your negative thinking. So, um, but now, okay, we talked about overcoming negative thinking. I decided to give you some tools that I personally think on how to make positive thinking happens, happen. And as usual, it's not going to be without effort and hardship, and it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to come overnight. And I always tell you that because I see so many experts around that sell you the moon, that talk about success and talk about your life changing after being an entrepreneur or your life changing after doing all that as if it was in the next room. If it was that easy, everybody would have been an entrepreneur. We wouldn't have had 80% failing rate of entrepreneurs. Everybody will be happy. Everybody will be successful if it was that easy, but it's not. But it's all worth it. It's all worth it, I promise. You work hard, you get, what, you get what you pay for. It's as easy as that. Would you go to a store, just get something out of the shelf and walk out, or do you have to pay for it? That's the same thing. Your happiness has a price. You know, your, your positive thinking has a price because, unfortunately, our brain is not made to think positively. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we realize, we realize that negative thinking is the default of our brain, we'll do a lot better, I promise you. So I personally believe in the power of reinventing ourselves. I have done it so many times in my life, and I have been blessed to be successful at every single time. I call this the caterpillar process. I love the caterpillar story. So the caterpillar doesn't become a butterfly overnight. It evolves, then evolves, then evolves, then evolves some more, and then evolves to what it should be. So it starts actually as a little ugly creature. No one would ever think that after the metamorphosis of this ugly creature, 
it undertakes into something so beautiful as a butterfly. A beautiful butterfly can actually result of that ugly creature. It's the same exact process that we go through when we reinvent ourselves or we evolve. We just shed the ugly layers that we accumulate through the years. What that, mean, that means? At every step, the caterpillar comes face to face with hardships. It comes face to face with difficulties. And it faces challenges, which it overcomes at every single step of the way. And it does it because it does change to something better than it ever was. And that's the same thing with us. When we reinvent ourselves from the inside out, we become that beautiful butterfly. We shed that ugly skin of being a caterpillar. The choice is yours. You want to stay as a caterpillar or you want to be a butterfly? It's really up to you because it's in your hands. You have the power. You have the control to become a butterfly. It's up to you. The philosophy that we can learn from that process is that in order to become who we want to be, to be better, to have a better future, to have success, is that we need to leave the past behind. And it's not an easy process as we go through a new uncertain path with no idea sometimes where it even will lead us or without even knowing if we will get enough support or we want. Sometimes we are just are totally on our own. The anxiety and doubt that we get going through this change is what actually triggers and pushes our brain to trigger our defense mechanism that make us stay in our comfort zone. The comfort zone where we know the good, the bad, and the ugly, where the negative thinking overcomes any other thinking to keep us safe. What happens is that the minute we get something uncertain, the brain to protect us, it will go back on its archives and it will pull same negative experiences that either we went through or similar negative experiences that we went through or that we heard about or that our friends talked to us about or even that we saw in a movie on a TV. And it will regurgitate these gut memories. So it will put us again in that status quo to protect us so we don't get hurt. At the perception of getting hurt, not to get hurt because the real threat of being hurt might not even be there. It might just be a perception. But this is how our brain was created. So let's start with a few points on how to get to the root of why this happens. We as human beings are the sum of two very different parts or halves or lobes or hemispheres of the brain. Each side has a different way to tell our stories. And we are constant prisoners of the toggle war between these two halves. Each side or each half has its own functions and they are totally different anatomically, physiologically, and functionally. Totally different. So the left side is very analytical, rational, logical, 
It controls reasons, is very disciplined, sequential, and it has to do with the way we communicate, the way we talk, languages, math, and science. So it's very cut and dry. The right side, in an opposite total way, is very artistic. It's creative, curious, emotional, empathetic. Nothing is set in stone. There is no black or white. It brings self-awareness to the surface. And it controls our behaviors that can result in either success or failure. And I'm sure that you, you heard it sometimes where people tell you, oh, I'm so right brain or I'm so left brain. Or people telling each other, oh, you're so left brain or you act so right brain. The, the, the irony here is that it has been believed for the longest time that you're either a left side person, brain person, or a right side brain person. Cheating ourselves out of the sum of the strength of one full brain. One full brain that we barely know about its functionals in a very minimal percentage of what it can do. When we don't acknowledge that we are the two halves together, if, if, if we didn't need both of them, we wouldn't have had them. It's as easy as that. So we actually cheat ourselves out when we talk about only one half or concentrate on one half. To use our brains the way it was created to function, we need to align both sides or halves of our brain so we can make sense of what we're going through. If we do not engage our whole brain together, what happens is that our motivation centers to do, to grow, to love, to feel, to be empathetic, to be better, to advance, to change, will shut down. And our efforts will just go to waste because our fear centers will take over and will stop and put the brakes on anything we're trying to do. So you would ask, how can we make that happen? The good news is that Using the full power of our brain is not like IQ that we're born with, that we get passed from our parents to our genes or our DNA that doesn't change. And though we are not born with the shunt between the two sides, it's a learned ability that we can practice throughout our lives. Better engagement between the two halves of our brain means better emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is another learned ability that we have the choice. Did you hear what I said? We have the choice to acquire and strengthen every day of our lives. So let me share with you a practical example that we all go through one time or the other in our lives. We all are very sensitive to criticism. Some of us are more sensitive than others. And whenever we get criticized, either it's positive or negative, we feel like we all subpar. All the doubts and fears of rejection come to the surface. 
offering very fertile ground to negative thinking and limiting beliefs. So I'm going to invite you to do this for a second. When you get into that, and I know the first reaction is to react, just stop for a second. Stop and don't take action. Use your thinking analytical, consciously use your thinking analytical left brain to understand where the criticism is coming from. And understand that the criticism from the speakers of these words or from the person that criticized you is coming from the right emotional half of that person's brain. And your reaction that is emotional is also coming from the right emotional half of your brain. And that's why we stop for a second. Just by recognizing this, you are inviting the left analytical, disciplined, logical left half of the brain to engage and think. So the left brain will logically analyze the emotions, yours and of the other person, and the left side reasons and understands the situation. And because it controls our communication and our language, we can actually verbally decipher or describe the emotions. And when we put the emotions in words, we actually diminish the hurtful effects on ourselves. At the same time, we are making the person that was angry and criticized us understood and validated. This way, the whole brain works in harmony as an orchestra. We use the power and the strength of the two halves, the emotional part of the right half and the logical part of the left half, so we can later on interact with the right emotional part, but based on logical and analytical thinking. This becomes very important for entrepreneurs. Women printers, are you listening? When we start our business and face our first angry or unsatisfied client, or someone just criticizing our product or our service, and since as entrepreneurs we see our business as our babies, we take it to heart, and we feel a sense of rejection, and our first natural reaction is either to lash back or to recoil inside of ourselves, giving free will to our limiting belief. As I am not good enough, I am not worthy, I am not smart. And the list goes on. Actually, we usually have the two reactions going hand in hand. We lash and we retreat inside ourselves, uh, both externally and internally. Instead of that, like we said before on the example, let's stop and not react instantly. But we need to think with our left rational brain, describing the emotions, articulating them in words. So both parties, us and the other person, or the angry customer, feel better. So for example, I would tell an angry customer, no matter what the case is, right or wrong, 
I totally understand that you are disappointed, that we did not offer the services you expected from us as a company, and for that we apologize. How can we make it better? No matter how angry your customer is, in one second, his emotions and feeling are going to change and flip to the other side. This way, the whole brain is engaged. You put in motion rational logic, language, and empathy and emotion at the same time, so the angry customer will feel validated, understood, and even valued, and that you're ready to make concessions to make him happy. It's a win-win situation on both sides when we engage the whole brain. Negative thoughts are actually old conditioning that we received when we were children. It created neural patterns, beliefs, perceptions, and habits. To release them, we need to let go of these negative patterns. And they can only go if we replace them with some useful, useful positive habits. I know, I could already hear it. It's easier said than done, I know. But it's a choice that we take to actually consciously work on shifting negative thinking to positive thinking. Again, I never said it's going to be easy. And it's not an overnight success. But it does work, and it does happen. I'm a living proof of that. Our internal brain or subconscious shapes our conscious or external world. Obviously, if we don't have faith in ourselves or believe that we're not good enough or worthy, we will never be able to even visualize dreams of success. It becomes counterintuitive. Like I said, our motivation centers go down and our fear centers take full control and we procrastinate as a result. It's like having our foot on the brakes instead of having it on the gas pedal sabotaging any chance to succeed. Our brain, like I said the last podcast, has never evolved in two million years. It's wired to avoid hard work. It wants to take the path of least resistance. Least resistance. So not only our two sides and halves of the brain need to work in harmony, but also our internal and external or conscious and subconscious minds need to be aligned as well. Again, the good news, and due to the modern neuroscience discoveries and neuroplasticity, it has been proven that we can actually rewire both parts and surfaces of the brain, actually replace negative thinking, positive thinking. So now is the time that I will share with you my three steps or three tips technique that I, I came up myself with. It's my signature technique to shift from negative thinking to positive thinking. And I call it the ABC technique. A stands for acknowledge negative thoughts and fears. B stands for breathe and let go and C for challenge and commit. So let's go through these three points, the ABC technique and what do they mean, and I'll give you a life example so you would understand what I'm saying. So A for acknowledge negative thoughts and fears. 
recognize what you're feeling. Recognize that you are experiencing fear or doubts or anxiety or uncertainty. Just recognize it. Once you know you have an issue, you're 50 way, you're 50% way on solving it. So give them a name. So they won't be hiding in the dark anymore. They won't be ghosts hiding like guilt, shame, depression, anger, pride. So recognize what you feel and name it. Give it a name. And then on a scale from 1 to 10, evaluate where it is. So it becomes more material, like if you could touch it, you could feel it and touch it. So it's not something abstract that is somewhere that you don't even know where it is. And then identify your specific fears and beliefs driving them. Feeling fear is not just an emotion. It's way deeper cemented by our hardcore limiting beliefs. Again, that we accumulated since our childhood. We always are expecting the other shoe to drop. I come from a culture where we think if you have, if we get something nice, something really bad is going to happen. So when we laugh a lot, we say pray that nothing bad will follow. As if we have to pay for the positive thinking or even positive mood. So a practical example, for example, that I'm going to share with you today is for example, I picked the fear of flying. So first, recognize that you actually have a fear of stepping into a plane. Two, call it a name, as I'm fearful to fly, or I have fear of heights, or I'm even claustrophobic and have a fear of closed spaces. Evaluate the discomfort that you get, even when you think about it, from one to ten. Identify it is that it actually comes from the fear that planes crash. Try to think where it all started. Did someone share the bad experience flying with you? Did you watch a movie that had a plane crash? Did you witness yourself a plane crash? I know people that did. Or did you watch, remember the last series that was on TV for a while? And it just stayed in your mind. So the first one is acknowledge. The second one is breathe and let go. Deep breathing. With every exhale, when you push your breathe out, push out negative thoughts with it. Like, for example, I used to be fearful of flying. Now I'm getting better with it. And notice that I'm saying I'm getting better with it, meaning I'm a working progress. I'm not saying... Just an affirmation, I'm okay with it without really subconsciously believing it. But if I'm working on it subconsciously, I believe that I'm getting better. It doesn't mean I'm there yet, but I'm getting better. And that's the difference between just surface affirmations and when it becomes a real conviction from inside. So deep breathing with every exhale, you push out negative thoughts. As, for example, I used to fear to fly, and now I'm working on it to get better. Take a total of seven deep breaths. I believe in the divinity of number seven. 
And how do you do each breathe? Is at count of four, in, count of four, hold, and count of eight, out. So you breathe in, one, two, three, four. You hold it in, one, two, three, four, and you get it out in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That deep breathing will let you let go little bit by little bit of that fear. It will shift you from the war state or sympathetic system that we talked about the last podcast to the peace state or parasympathetic system. You let go and calm down, giving yourself the choice to decide despite of fear. Number three or the C is challenge and commit. Challenge your beliefs and look for proofs and commit to stay on the path of solution. So coming back to use the example of the fear of flying, challenge the fear of airplanes crashing. Studies have shown that the rate of car accidents are one every 84, or one to 84. Those of the planes are one to 5,000, meaning very rare to happen. Look for the evidence that is overwhelmingly refutes the limiting beliefs. Avoiding the fears is the worst thing you can ever do. You need to confront them. Commit to systematically expose yourself to what you are afraid of. Commit that it's a lifelong journey, and it's not only about the destination, but also the journey. Let the present define the meaning of your past and define the promise of your future and not the other way around. If not, you are rubbing yourself and those around you and maybe the whole wide world of your gifts and potential. We all have genius inside of us. We all have light inside of us. Get that light out. Share it with the word. Lighten people's path. You can only do that after you take care of yourself and reach the potential and success you deserve. Be the light for yourself and for others. This is your host, Sahar Andrade. And again, I had the pleasure today to share with you three tips for to practice positive thinking leading to success. Our website is www.reinventyourselftogreatness.com. And our email is info at reinventyourselftogreatness.com. We are starting uh, the signing up for our entrepreneur program, How to Be an Entrepreneur. And uh, it's different in the way that everybody promises you that entrepreneur will give you the freedom, will give you the money, will give you you're not going to have any boss. But they don't tell you the hardship that you go through to uh, do that. Like I said, they sell you the dream, and what I'm doing, I'm actually giving you the nightmare and how to overcome the nightmare to come to your dream. I'm not going to leave you half of the way. So if you are interested, email me at info at 
to greatness. I have very limited number of people that I will be coaching on every group. So again, info at reinventyourselftogreatness.com. This is your host, Sahar Andrade. And again, I had another pleasure to be with you today. Over and out. Thanks for listening to Reinvent Yourself to Greatness with Sahar Andrade. Tune in next week for even more inspiration and tools to create the happy life you've always wanted. Go to www.reinventyourselftogreatness.com or send us an email at info at reinventyourselftogreatness.com. See you next time.